everybody, and welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan House. I'm a music writer. I'm Jim Love. I'm a keynote and motivational speaker, and I wanted to say that like in the same tone of voice you said it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. And this is actually episode 35. Sure is. Of Hustling Sideways. If you listen to 34, Alan thought it was 35, although we discussed it literally 10 seconds before we got on the podcast. I was very fatigued that day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can I tell a really quick funny story about that day? So we're ending the interview. Um, This was with John Laredo. Great interview. And Alan typically has a question. So spoiler alert for our guest that's on here. You're probably going to get this question. And it's basically like, what's, you know, what's next for you in the next five to 10 years? What do you see happening? And Alan was so exhausted from an event that you were there until two in the morning the night before yep. that you, I could see your eyes starting to like go and you just go. So what's next? I literally and just, just yeah. stopped. And I literally looked off into space and I was some I, other dimension. It was, on that. I've never yeah. seen Ellen's a very composed, like professional. <laughs> I've never seen you more. I laughed for like 20 minutes when it was over. That I was legitimately, I next? had, I had four hours of sleep. <laughs> And I legitimately thought that I was going to fall over and fall asleep on I, our microphones. Dude, me too. Yeah. And it was going to be the worst episode yeah. of the podcast. So fortunately, I, John, who's a podcaster himself, like totally understood the question, but yeah. like, like not everyone would. So it was amazing. But anyway, yep. episode 35, that's what happens here. We, we, we do crazy things. It's a little, a little glimpsed into the behind the scenes world exactly. of, uh, of hustling. And sideways. another behind the scenes thing is, is the last time we were recording in here was last week and it was 75 and sunny. And I made a comment about that and I jinxed the hell out of it because yep. I said that this is summer, Milwaukee's back. Alan, you made the very clear I said it was going to rain and be terrible in three days or four days. And, and lo and behold guess what? It's rainy and terrible. Yep. And it is a week later and I um, so blame me. That's that's <laughs> on me and um, that's the way it goes. But sure. um, we're indoors and we're fine here. So you know, it's, most it's of good. the time my rule is uh, just blame Jim. And it actually it's worked out for me tremendously in I, my career. You're, a lot of people have the same rule as you it sounds like. People yeah. don't, yeah. the people that don't even know you, they're just they cool just with blame it. Jim. Like yeah, it's Jim's fault. Thinking about the South Park blame Canada. Yeah, blame Canada. yeah. I just blame Jim. There it is. It works. Well, it's the secret to getting ahead. It is. Yeah, and that's that's the podcast. So thank you for coming. Everyone have a good day. Um, (laughs) So we have a a really special guest uh, coming up here. Very excited about Um, this is a gentleman that once again uh, the power of networking. The last couple of guests have introduced us to the next couple of guests, and it's been (laughs) a really really nice sort of train of people coming in here. This one specifically because of of his work with side hustles is going to be a really great conversation. So I'm going to introduce. We have Don Hayun Kilbasa. Don is an attorney, CPA, author, and last but certainly not least, Ninja, which is just first fantastic. Ninja that we've had on the show. hundred percent. And uh, Don, welcome <laughs> to Hustling Sideways. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You two guys have awesome energy. I love the vinyl records that you have up there, <laughs> thank and you. Uh, I, I love your I love your mission and like what you guys are talking about. And I think it's really important for like some of the things that are going to be upcoming in our world soon. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and for the record, uh, Ellen gets uh, the last two episodes, you've gotten shout outs to your vinyl uh, collection yeah. here. So thank you for that. Don. This is it's the power of the video. It really is the video good. on. Really yeah. is good. You can see us and I, I'm flexing for the record throughout this episode to make it look like I'm bigger than I really am. Well, it's that's, great. that's a you thing. That's me. thing. Yeah. So anyway, Don, <laughs> Super fun. exactly well welcome we're excited to have you i want to get into uh, everything that you have going on of course and let's just start with with sort of your you know cliff notes version of of who you are and and uh and and why you're here where you're from all those types of things cool uh my name is don i'm from chicago um i'm an attorney cpa uh i i'm the managing partner of a law firm that i own you know the number changes based off the day, but I'm like 23 in the state and volume in what I do. Wow. We do a lot of real estate law and estate planning. Um, 
you know, I, I really wanted to focus on property law and people building their wealth. So that's how I kind of got into it. Um, before I was a lawyer, I was at a company called KPMG. I was a CPA there, uh, you know, and uh, when I don't practice law, I was um, uh, I was a 2008 gold medalist for the U.S. team, uh, Chinese Wushu team. And uh, after I won gold, I got signed to a company called Warner Brothers, and I did a lot of the motion capture stuff for um, uh, some of the big action video games that was out there. Yeah, specifically. Yes. Specifically oh, for specifically. Uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 9, 10, 11. Uh, well, here, uh, let me itemize, be real specific. I, I, I was in Injustice <laughs> 1 and 2. I did like the DC characters like Batman Flash. And specifically, I was in Mortal Kombat 9, 10, and 11. And I played various characters like Sub-Zero, Scorpion. I have definitely played using your motion, like 100%. your animation, for sure. Well, Sub-Zero yeah. is my Got guy. It. Yeah, that's, that's my dude I could see when that. it comes to Mortal Kombat. So <laughs> I know cool. for sure I have exactly used your motion capture, <laughs> which is awesome. So I think that's a connection that not a lot of people can share when you could say that I've <laughs> used your motion. Like that's you guys are that's an intimate connection. Is, yeah, is what that what that is. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, so I'm, I'm curious. I'm like your puppet, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's such you a tell me. It's oh, a new man. way to think about it. But yeah, you actually. Way, but yeah, Alan, Alan's yeah, only one to control me. a puppet. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So um, going from, I, I, I want to get real quick from, from, you know, obviously yep. your, your career journey to being a, a gold medalist in the Olympics. Like how, how did, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for clarity, um, my sport was not an official Olympic sport. They were a demo sport at the Olympics. They mm-hmm. Wushu is the, uh, probably the most practiced sport in the entire world before you give applause hold off because it's the china national sport wushu means chinese martial arts and there's just a lot of chinese martial artists it's part of university stuff there Mm -hmm. um so it was a demo sport at the olympics they had a tournament in 2008 and they were really trying to push it unfortunately it failed to make the olympics games um if not i'd be running around telling everybody i'm an olympian but i don't specifically (laughs) (laughs) i think being Um, at the olympics counts as being an olympian yeah right exactly yeah it's close enough but you know, it's funny, like nobody cares. Like I bring it up to people. I, I did a lot of touring and like none of the kids actually care. Like when I bring it up, they like roll their eyes. They're like, yeah, whatever, dude, get out of my way. Cool, bro. They don't care about like, video <laughs> games and stuff like that. So uh, that that's kind of um, how I got into it. So, uh, dude, it was super random. Uh, I had no desire. I didn't like wake up wanting to compete. Um, I was in uh can i do a share screen with you guys and maybe laugh yeah yeah absolutely for sure oh uh can you disabled it on your side can you oh oh well we need to fix that first okay keep going and while you do that yeah you you could keep talking this, so, i kind of like i was I, I was in china and i was kind of uh man i got i gotta really rewind 2006 <laughs> um i just took the bar exam and I flew down to the uh, Walt Disney Wide World of Sports uh, Martial Arts, and I, I won it, right? Hmm. When I won this thing, I got a DVD deal. It's kind of a cheesy DVD deal for, like, instructional stuff. And I was in all these magazines, right? When, when those magazines came out, uh, it caught the attention of this really famous Chinese actor named Donnie Yen. Many of you know him from Star Wars. He's the blind Jedi guy, the oh, Asian yeah. guy. Yep. Or... Um, uh, he's the IP man, IP man. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, he had this big tournament 
in China where he would fly, he flew in people from all over the world and we would, you know, tear each other shreds and all that other stuff. <laughs> so I flew in and I was training with the Shaolin monks to be for his tournament thing. And while I was there, I had just really gotten into good shape working out with these monk dudes. And um, uh, when I was working out with those guys, here, let me see. So yeah, yeah, we got there's it. me and Donnie Yen. He's the, the blind Jedi dude. Right? Uh, yep. Yep. And uh, this is, a, this is a, uh, a little toy figure they made out of me. But this is like me in China, like competing in his big thing with the monks and stuff like that. Oh right. Gosh. Yeah. They're, oh, Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, That's just part of it. Oh, the Wu-Tang Clan yeah. is there involved. Yeah. We've gotten the Olympics, like, we've gotten Wu-Tang Clan, and we are five minutes, six minutes into the show. That's amazing. Shit's happening. <laughs> so I'm like, I, uh, uh, I, I broke my foot on this dude's face. You see my foot? I think oh, it was right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, anyway, I was, I was out there. I was like training with these monk dudes, and um, I came back, and uh, when I came back, uh, a buddy of mine was like, holy shit dude you're in really good shape sorry i swear i told everybody i wasn't gonna swear <laughs> you're like, good really why don't you go out for the u.s team and i just happened to go out for the u.s team and i made it and my dad is white like i'm half european half asian mm-hmm. so i was like you know it'd be super cool if i took my dad with me to the tournament um you know in 2008 so that's i did the, the games just to go on a vacation with him right <laughs> and that's how i won gold there yeah that's amazing. I was went on vacation, came back with the gold medal. I love that. That's the ending. Like that's you like know. such a chill way to be like, yeah, well, I figure why not? And then it worked <laughs> out pretty well. Like yeah, my, my vacations have never ended with any athletic feat ever. They usually uh, end with the opposite. Of I that. don't think I've ever taken any vacation and come home with any kind of trophy <laughs> award or prestige. It's usually really. just a sunburn and in a in a you know in a three days of a workout later. To yeah, time. yeah, basically. Well, I. I, I I promise you, like, I've got a lot of bloopers in between, right? <laughs> so was, I, I have some pretty, like, hilarious bloopers that I, I try to tell people while I'm out there. And um, um, here, here's a funny blooper. I, I'll, get, I'll show you guys, right? Yeah. So here's a, here's a, let me see. Okay. So um, they fly me in. I got to find this dude, right? All right. Here's my boy, right? This dude right here, right? Yep. So, like, check it out. I, I land there, right? <clears throat> and they're like, yo, Don, dude, you need a bodyguard. I'm like, bro, do you know who I is? I don't need no bodyguard. Like, are you crazy? Like, they're like, uh, Don, you really need a bodyguard and you need to shut up. Right. And I was like, so I really, I was like, you know, I, I was like, guys, you brought me out here to like compete. Why in the world would you think I need a bodyguard while I'm out there? Right. Well, it turns out, these monks are super rough hombres, right? Huh. Right? Like, most people don't, like, wake up and be like, man, you know what would be amazing? Let me just go be a monk, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's not what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Most people come from really rough backgrounds. Like, they have, like, orphanages, like, one-child policies. Like, these are some rough hombres, right? <clears throat> so, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but, like, my particular bodyguard, his hand was mangled. So, I was like talking all kinds of craziness right and i go dude hey you know what happened to your hand how are you going to protect me and then he, he tells me he was bitten off in a fight once i was like oh, okay i'm so sorry wow uh, can i carry your bags bro like what can i do for you right, <laughs> right. seriously that's amazing yeah. oh jeez. 
All right, so let's yeah. we'll back up a little bit here. Uh, prior to being able to you know go out to the games and having a monk with one hand as your bodyguard, <laughs> um, how did you really get your start in, in martial arts? I'm guessing at a young age, a very young age, probably yes. Uh, yeah, man. So like, I grew up kind of like northwest side of the city. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, look, everybody has their you know. So I always tell everybody, struggle is relative. My, my struggle was, you know, I had to, um, uh, my, my Asian mother was not really there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents separated. So my father, besides like bullying and stuff like that, he thought it would be a good connection to get me involved with martial arts really young mm-hmm. to have that contact with like the Asian culture. Right. Well, I never really, you know, I did it forever. I can't remember ever not doing it. Allegedly I started when I was four I was more into like American sports. Like I loved baseball, football, basketball. Like I loved all that stuff. Right? Sure. And then, you know, just um, one day in like, I was in like high school, something just like clicked. And like um, in my categories in martial arts, I just started in my specific categories. I began to dominate. Okay. And that's when I started. Okay. It's a good reason to, I mean, if yeah. you realize you're good at something, <laughs> keep, keep <Yeah>. doing it. <laughs> So we've got uh, you've got the extensive history in martial arts as well, but this kind of you know we talk about the side hustle as well, and this is really where you you come in and into focus here and you shine is uh, you are you are specializing in the side hustle as well. Well, like I'm a big like um, I'm a big like Adam Smith Wealth of Nations guy, mm-hmm. right? And um, there are three ways to make money. You either got a job, you make wages, you either own a company, you make a profit, or you own like an appreciable asset, like software or land, and you make rents or, pro- or profits through that way, like uh, mm. passive, right? Anyway, the biggest problem I see people have uh, is they, they, they don't know how to maneuver from one column to the next, right? Ultimately, I believe side hustles are great a great vehicle to go from like salary to profit, like, you know, working a small business. It's really hard for most people to start like a small business because like you gotta, there's all kinds of crazy risks you have to take Mm -hmm. and side hustles help mitigate that. Like, and they act as an incubator to see what works and doesn't work. Right. Yeah. I've had, you know, I have one business that just went like stratosphere level. Right. But there's a lot that didn't. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's what the side hustle's done. And that's why I like I wrote this next book kind of as a love letter to America. I'm really, really, I really, really believe that, you know, the the value proposition of my product is to help like the underdog, the average American family get from one column to the next. Okay. I love that. Now yeah. now when did you realize for your first book, you know, which really is about you know the the, 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 of the side, side hustle. hustle. Um, when, when, when did that start becoming a reality for you? Cause I know, I know it's combining things, you know, with, with your experience in martial arts and, and sort of that mindset along with what you just described of, of why that's important. When, when, when did you start thinking that this would be a reality of, I, I think I could turn this into a, a book. Um, I have to be very cautious in the, I'm going to be very surgical with my language right now because I'm currently tied to multiple, uh, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Mm, got okay. it. Yep. Yeah, but during uh, a project, I had a full tear of my Achilles, right? Okay. In mm-hmm. in 2019, and I was like knocked out, right? And um, so 
Tao, here, let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. First, Tao is not my first book. Discover Your Dragon is my first book. Okay. The great Discover Your Dragon translated martial arts principles for character development for middle school kids. It was a really important product for me because it really kind of gave me regional recognition. And it, it was a great kind of, um, it, it gave me that stamp where I was really able to use it, it use it to kind of propel my business, right? Mm-hmm. My business kind of propelled to uh, the level, like close to the level it is today. And then in 2019, uh, I was filming something and I, I experienced a very devastating injury. I had a full tear of my Achilles, right? When I had my tear of my Achilles, I was like, man, you know, it'd be cool if I wrote my next book. So the next six months, I couldn't train as much. Mm-hmm. So because I was in recovery. So I began the journey of the next book. Now, the uh, what I guess the, the thing that started the idea of um, of like doing it is I wanted to provide uh, Buddhist stories, um, there's a lot of tension out there right now, mm-hmm. right? People yep. are pissed off. People are in pain. A lot of stuff is going on, right? Yep. I wanted to create some sort of balance. Like the word Tao is is derived from Taoism. Taoism is symbolized vis-a-vis the Bagua. The Bagua is an octagon with um, a yin and yang in the middle. Now that yin and yang is a, a representation of true balance, right? Or your path towards balance. And I wanted like that Buddhist book that, to give balance to people. So I created these Buddhist stories. Then I wanted to create like a vehicle that actually had uh, a value proposition. Like, I believe there's two ways you market. You're either cool or useful. I've never tried to be cool. I've always tried to be useful. Mm-hmm. And um, in that useful thing, I said like, look, I, I want to like tie these Buddhist stories to like a practical need, like a, a bleeding artery that's going to be coming up, a practical need. And in my opinion, I believe, uh, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. I think we as Americans are going to be pushed into becoming entrepreneurial, not because just we're entering the creator economy. I think we're leaving the gig economy, entering the creator economy, mm-hmm. i.e. Mm-hmm. NFTs, blockchain, and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I think more importantly, if you're on a fixed income, dude, it's the cost rising is just starting. It's about to get a thousand times worse. Right. And when that happens, you're going to need tools and mechanisms to help you bridge those shortfalls. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, mindset is part of that. You know what I mean? Like it, it all kind of stems from that. And, And I think you have a very, you're very spot on with, uh, a prediction of the future that it is going to come down to, you know, utilizing, um, your your skills and your intelligence and your things mm-hmm. like that and how do you how do you make that all work and i think that a big part of that is you know mindset absolutely yeah. and being a creator i mean you have to think of yourself like that too i don't think a lot of people you know they, they, they're sort of looking for the work or like you know doing short things but to really create your own value is is a is a different mindset and, and an important one and one that i do think people that can can approach that um you know successfully are going to be the ones that go out on top you know and, yeah and, and in the near future i don't think that's that far away you know that'd be oh no really i think we're talking i think we're talking within the next yeah, few years yeah for exactly sure. that's that's a, that's a really good it's, it's such a, a a good nugget of info there yeah like that so with producing a book and and you know getting published and everything like that uh the second book um you know i guess what is the pitch process like because you you have two kind of very different worlds here that are you're able to merge together and were there a lot of people that really kind of got it at first or was there people that were kind of like i don't know if they're gonna if we can cross this over like what was kind of the the reaction when you started pitching this to people you know, we got signed really fast. Um, 
you know, I, I went through a pretty extensive vetting process before I did it, but like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I got, you know, the team that picked up my book, I was so proud to be associated with their name. You know, I basically said like, look, guys, I am not an influencer. I am. I have worked really hard to not be famous. If you guys look me up, like my social media is private, dude, which is crazy for what I for a book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I was telling everybody like this is truly I know it's super Asian. Right. And I know like, look, it, it, it looks like it's like an Asian book because it, I, I look Asian. The book title is Asian. I'm backed by the National Asian American Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you know, Asian American executive you know, group network has backed me. So like, it, it seems like I'm so heavy Asian, but I want to be really clear. I wrote this for the American family, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. was my love letter to America. And I did it because I think it's really important for the times, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that there's going to be a need that's, I, I'm not doing this to try to get likes or YouTube views or nothing like that. Like I'm good, homie, right? <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> I do, like I said, you know, look up my, look at my IG right now. It's private, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not trying to register people for classes or do any of that stuff. Right. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, Hey guys, this is a, this, it's a strategy book when you think about it, right? The art of war was written, uh, uh, you know, thousands of years ago as a strategy book for generals, right? I wanted to write a strategy book for the common man. Mm-hmm, and and because that's what I was, look, my dad's like old school Northwest side Polak, right? And he worked his way up. He, he, he didn't, he could never get ahead. Right. But he worked his way up to give me a platform where I could be successful. And I wrote it for out of respect and love for him and the sacrifices they've made. So we could continue to grow as a country ecosystem and community. I, I love that deeper part of it, that, that connection with, with your dad and how, how hard he's worked to, to really make it, you know, make, make your life a reality and, and let it happen. I'm curious, like what's, what's the most gratifying part of, of this to you? Is it knowing that it's written and, in, in, you know, the reasoning behind it and you're sort of honoring your, your dad in that way? Or are there different things that really, that, you know, that, that are gratifying to you in, in this, in this whole process? Like ultimately for me, like my end game, people always ask me, um, uh, I, I have, a um, you know, where, where I came from and where I am today, you know, I did, pretty decent for myself mm-hmm. um you know it's funny uh i have like i i sit on multiple boards of directors uh i i have a fund that i i'm an angel investor in technology companies and as i was launching this product and listen this is a side hustle book not a startup book so all, to all the startup people out there this is not congruent to what you do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know i said like look um uh, I, but I put together a pitch deck for everybody. I said, look, guys, this is really ultimately my goal here. And my my goal here is uh, to create like w- what would make me feel good about myself, about like the product that we've created um, is to see families uh, nurture and grow entrepreneurialism. Look here, here like I- I'm all about like decentralized power i'm not like anti-government nothing mm-hmm. like that but i'm about like if you look at real estate transactions this year for example like a third of them are done by investors which god bless america do you know why divorces are so uh expensive no uh, how come no it's because they're worth it. it's because they're worth it <laughs> okay right 
Do, do you know why people still buy, you know, investors are coming in, swooping up all the real estate? It's because it's worth it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a great appreciable asset long-term. If you look at the average American family, wealth is held in three places. It's held in your retirement fund, small businesses, and real estate. Not everybody's yeah. going to have a retirement fund mm -hmm. or, and small businesses, but everyone could have real estate. But, but entry-level homes are being pushed out because investors are coming in, gobbling up everything that exists, including the interest rates going up, right? Yeah. I want, I believe that wealth is very important to be held in the hands of American people. Okay. And I want to give tools to help people reach that. Yeah. One thing that, that is, my I love that. Yeah, yeah. One thing that you pointed out on that I think is the biggest selling point for me. Like if, you know, if I was not doing an interview with you right now and I had just <laughs> seen this, if I had heard that, you know, you're not doing this for the social media, the impressions immediately it would have been like, this is yeah, the thing, because I think that there are so many people out there right now that want to be a side hustler or want to, you know, create their own thing with the intention of like, okay, I'm going to have, there's going to be fame with it. They think they're going to be, exactly. you know, status Gary Vaynerchuk or something right, like that. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like to have somebody come on and genuinely be like, no, I want the tools to be out there i want these resources mm -hmm. to be out there that to me is the biggest selling point i think for this book is because you know it's not to raise any profiles exactly you're doing fine everybody's doing fine but uh there's no there's no numbers behind it that really matter yeah. or, or, and at the end of the day you wrote it you know selflessly like you want you want to help people with it and right. it's, it is a love letter you know and if people can follow this and develop this mindset they too can be successful and, and sort of learn from, from all these different experiences that, that you've had. And I think that's really great. Like, here, like I'll give you guys a, a challenge right now. Mm -hmm. You know, look me up on YouTube, see if you find any video, you'll find a couple of ninja stuff with me, mm -hmm. but I work really hard because guys, I'm signed to major studios. I have non-disclosures. I can't yeah. like, yeah. I don't post that stuff. Right. right. So here, I want to show you like the video here. Here's a video that we're launching for the book right because you have to have social media this is an Yet excerpt the of the scholar book felt empty so the scholar decided to seek the answer from one much smarter than him the dragon spirit that lived at the top of the mountain the dragon spirit was so that's an excerpt from the book right so mm. i'm animating it i'm not using my face i'm not trying to become famous on this if you look at my book cover i'll show you my book cover i cover my face right here let me show you my book cover i'm do i'm there there's a, a a genuine um hold on let me show you you see my screen guys yeah 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 here let me show you my here's my book cover see how the cut my face is covered by my hair yep yep there you go and my face plastered there right mm -hmm. um Guys, this, for me, like I, I, I mean this with all sincerity. We're about to hit some rough waters, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. You know, at, look, look, you look back a hundred years from now, or in, in the past, right? History tends to repeat itself. You know, we had the Spanish flu, uh, followed by the Roaring Twenties, followed by what? Nothing we did good. not brush up on our history. Ahead of Nothing this. good. <laughs> the depression. Yeah. Great depression. Great depression. Yeah. Yeah. The Great Depression. After we're at, at some point, like you know, business and business and life is seasonal, seasonal and cyclical, right? We're about to hit mm -hmm. some rough times, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is not a fame book. This is not me trying to sell courses or money, stuff like that. This is me saying like, look, dude, these are the things 
you know, here is a very specific war strategy to approach um, uh, building your business through a side hustle. Yeah. But not thinking it in terms of like kumbaya, this is a war approach. Yeah. That's great. And it's, it's real, you know, like I think, you know, people it's, it's, I mean, this is a, from real opinions, real research, real mindset that, um, if people follow and actually take seriously and know that there's not some sort of, you know, thing behind it of like, are we should, you know, who's saying this? Like it's, right. it's written from really from the heart in that sense. And which I, you know, to Ellen, your point, like I, you know, there's, there's not like a, like a public image to try and make out of it, which I think is really important. That's, right. that's something that people can really latch onto and recognize, um, you know, the, the validity of all of it is, yeah. is really, really what that sticks out. Yeah. I think now, that's great. I, I'm curious because we also do talk about, you know, kind of the not work life balance, but work mm-hmm. side hustle balance, things like that too. You've got a real estate business. You are doing some ninja things as well too on the side, correct? Yep. Yep. So, how do you make that sort of thing work? Because that's interesting to me how, again, like I said, two very different worlds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how do you say I have to I, I have to go shoot something. I have to go kick somebody. I can't be at this meeting or I can't be at this board of directors or whatever. You know, how do you do people ever look at you weird for that? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, like all the time. Like so I I transferred laterally from KPMG to like a midsize law firm and um uh, I, I hate bringing this stuff up, but it's just, it's just data. You know, I was a big Edward Deming guy who said, you know, in God, we trust all others bring data. Right. <laughs> well, a- anyway, um, I just happened to I, like, there's like two, per, there's like 2% of the population are Asian. Right. Mm-hmm. And like 2% of the lawyers are Asians. There's just not a lot of Asian lawyers, right? So when mm. I transferred laterally from KPMG and moved into like a, a, a mid-sized law firm, I was able to like uh, generate a relatively large base of clientele quickly. Not because I'm amazing, but just because I was like, you know, I, there, there weren't a lot of me out there, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate that, you know, 2007, uh, pre-crash, I was able to go in there and like develop a business model that really worked within a firm. Um, when I, when that firm merged with the next firm, they didn't realize how much of the business was actually me relative to the, you know, the incumbent attorneys. Right. Mm -hmm. When they met me and they found out that I was like that dude from like, you know, the ninja stuff and books, magazines and stuff like that, they were not cool with it. Right. Okay. So interesting. So that's when I, I told everybody, I was like, look, dude, peace out. I'm out of here. And I started my own practice, right? Yeah. yeah. And I believe um, that level of ingenuity is like, it is reflective of what America is mm-hmm. like that blend of being kind having that balance because it kind of makes you special, right? Like we go out there and we have kind of a, a unique balanced approach on how to attack business today. Like some people hate the fact that I'm that guy, right? I've, heard people say hey listen that's a little grotesque it's outside of you know our appetite right yeah some people think it's a really cool reason to have a relationship with me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think people that do know about it learn more you know i mean they learn some more depth to you yeah and maybe not necessarily like where you're coming from but like it does there's more of a human connection to like just doing business. uh, I would imagine the people that see it as grotesque probably are not people you really want to work with anyway. You know, like I've, I found that, you know, like, and I've had that with my speaking life too. Like I've, I've, there's been some educators where like 
don't necessarily, I wouldn't, I mean, they don't, don't not like me, but like my style is not for them. You they, know, they and hear I'm very, motivational speaker yeah, I'm very think, authentic and, and yeah. I, like, and I just, you know what, I don't hide my life. Cause I think, you know, students need to hear it. And there's been a few of them. I'm like, well, if that's how you feel, then we're probably just not going to work well together. And that's okay. I've like accepted that. Like I, yeah. but I'm going to find the ones I will. And I have to imagine that's a similar vibe for you. hundred percent. Like there are some people that they look at me and they're like, I'm not their champion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I'm not going to be the champion of like, like big venture capitalists or, you know, Mm -hmm. Ivy League school people. They're going to look at me as like, you know, a little bit rough around the edges. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to be the champion of those guys who, you know, the, the blue collar guys who want a stick to fight back with. Right. Yeah. To me, product does that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's like that, that's your niche competitive advantage. Like, I think that when you spend your time with the people that do see that value, you know, that's, that's worth it, you know, and don't waste your energy on the ones that don't. And I've, I've like figured, I mean, that goes for a lot of life, honestly, but I figured that out pretty quickly. It's like, I, I don't, I just like, don't care about the people that don't, you know, want to take part in what I'm doing because right. it's not for them. And that, that's okay. Like sayonara, you know, it's been real and I'm going to move on to the people that do care. And, and, um, cause I think you, you, you have this brand, right. And it's a very specific one. It's a niche one and people are either in it or they're not. And, uh, you know, we're both in it cause I think it's awesome. You know, oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> I'm happy yeah, the way, yeah. Like that's like, I think that's so cool. And what you've built and that you just like really for lack of better terms, like don't give a shit about, about yeah. like what, what it's like, just you're, you're doing your thing and you've, you've made decisions that have now put you where you're at. And like, I think you're very clear about and, and very intentional about, about where you're putting your time into. And, and that's why you've made, you know, this, this very successful. And, and now like on top of that, this book to really dive into like the, this, the selfless part of, I want to tell other people how to do, you know, this, right. this is, I, I, I exactly. want people to be in the same mindset as me because it works. And that's, that's the big thing, you know, what is going to make them successful because it made you successful. Yeah. hundred percent that, that ultimately this, I, I believe the product works mm-hmm. and ultimately I just want to, you know, when I was coming up, like it, it was very difficult for me to get guidance because oftentimes the people that are giving you guidance have some sort, there's a conflict of interest. There's some bias there. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I had counselors in school who were giving me advice to go do stuff that ultimately like in some way benefited them Mm -hmm. or the organization that they're with. Right. Mm -hmm. I never had like this independent thought. And when, when I finally got to the point where I started having that independent thought, I was like, Holy crap, man. I could have skipped this whole like law school CPA thing. Not saying you should do that. I didn't. I'm very grateful. Right. But if I would, if I would have stayed uh, genuine to my true roots of that side hustle thing, I still would have probably gone to law school, but I would have done it differently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you get some hindsight and you start figuring out, but I, I think it's, it's really cool where you're at now because um, you know, like, all these experiences you've had are, are really, and I, we, this happens a lot in the show where we'll hear like people 10 years ago had an experience 15 years ago that really then cultivated their interest and they start combining it like an, into right. one to really make what then becomes their passion. Because when you're taking all these things that you've learned and grabbing from this part of your life and that part of your life and bringing them all together, you're seeing like the things that you care the most about coming together. And like, that's where magic happens. And, yeah. and you know, that's, that's really what I think you've had here and um, are going to continue. And I mean, like, I can only imagine like the experiences, you know, with, with Warner brothers. I mean, it's just like the, so many things that you've learned over the years that have now gone into, well, this, this is why 
I'm good at it. You know, this is all the stuff I've learned is, is, is going into this, to this book. All business my is message. show business, baby. All business is show business. <laughs> that's is. what I was, yeah, that's what I was going to ask that's is if great. you actually have pulled anything from like dealings with, you know, realist, like dealings with the entertainment side of things and incorporating that into, you know, kind of how you operate on the real estate side too. Cause not only does the main business, inter- you know, mm-hmm. affect the side hustle, the side hustle can also influence the business as well. You know, yeah. You know what I learned um, from uh, from the entertainment industry, like you always have to know your value proposition to the ecosystem that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Like the entertainment industry is so cutthroat, right? Like you have to be amazing at something or have control over something right Right. like for example like if you have um like having a million followers on instagram is meaningless if ten thousand of them don't jump when you tell them to jump right Mm -hmm. yes right like you when you're in that entertainment industry it comes down to cold calculated deliverables Mm -hmm. right because there are thousands of people standing right behind you waiting for that opportunity. Right. So you have to be amazing at something, right. It just so happened that there was something that I was pretty decent at. Right. And, um, you know, what I tell like, you know, people as I'm, you know, I'm a mentor to, you know, lawyers, business people, and all these other stuff. I said, listen, you got to pick something in the ecosystem, some one thing, that you are substantively and or procedurally dominant at. Like, for example, my value proposition uh, upon transactions is I am an attorney CPA, so I operate at the intersection of tax and legal when it comes to property law, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a very specific and I'm dominant there, right? You have to find that dominance in that thing. Yeah, 100%. I I feel like, you know, when, when I'm thinking about what mine is, right, it's like, being a different brand of speaker. And like, I bring a level of energy that's different, you know, in, in a relatable message and I'm young and like all those things that come together, like that's that's why, like not a lot of people can do that nor do they feel comfortable doing it. You know, right. and I, I know what I'm good at and that's kind of where I where I speak it. And I'm sure with Breaking and Entering, you have plenty of like independent and, and Milwaukee based and all these different things that, that yeah. really set you apart from, from the rest. I think ours is, mine is that I'm knowledgeable. Yeah. Like most, like, you know what I mean? Knowledgeable mm-hmm. and like willing to do the deep dives on stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, I was, I'm glad you pointed it out because I was trying to think like, what is my thing? What is my Alan thing? Alan doesn't that I have am? one. So, yeah, yeah I, I gotta real, learn real my tough. thing. Yep. Uh, okay, let's talk, let's talk Tal the side hustle. The okay. first five chapters are the th- you have to control one of those things. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's a side hustle book, right? You either have to control a skill, an army, money, energy. Mm-hmm. Right, you're with me so far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You either have to control a skill, an army, money, energy, or time. You have to control one of those, yep. right? Uh-huh. And then when you really get good, you control all five and you trade, right? Mm. So like if your thing is knowledge, you have a skill that kind of become you're the asset, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You become the asset, right? So, and you trade that asset for money and time for other people right yeah so like once you start you so what what essentially what tal the first section of it the side hustles is you have to control one of those five pivot positions Mm -hmm. and when you control one you start trading for the other five 
I like it. That's awesome. I'm definitely working on the army, <laughs> uh, working on the army, and uh, a little bit on on the money. Yeah, so, I think we both. You know, are. I think yeah. we're. Uh, I think I'm. I'm making my way. Now, I love it. now that that is the big sell for me, I, I'm sold. You right, know, exactly. I, now I'm, I'm going to change my whole mindset about how I go about this. Well, I can't wait. Shout to out to Milwaukee, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're we are big Milwaukee guys, and yeah, um, one of us is from Chicago originally. Yeah, but, that, you that's know, you. That's me. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, this has been great because yes. this is really I like I'm I'm literally like. I, I'm going to pick up this book. hundred percent. Yeah. And no, I'm I, going I can't to, wait to read this. Yeah. So if people want to do that or if they want to learn more about you, where's the best place to go? Obviously you said uh, social media is private, but uh, where you know, would be the best place? What I could do, uh, here's what I'll do if you're cool with it. Mm-hmm. I'll send you like our website mm-hmm. and then I'll send you a place. If anybody out there is interested, we're working with a 501c3 right now to where you could buy a book for a library, right? Oh, nice. Um, it, it's like, uh, again, man, this thing, guys, this thing is truly my love letter mm-hmm. to the country. And I just sent it to you. Perfect. One, one's my website. You know, you can check me out, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like Bigfoot. Nobody sees me. <laughs> <laughs> but you could see me if you guys, you know, go to the website or, you know, invite us out to do a talk for the book. And the other one is the 501c3. If you'd be, if anybody out there is willing to, you know, please consider, mm-hmm. um, buying a book for a library. Do, do you see it in the chat box? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, just up. Tower of the side hustle.com. So. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Well, all right. Well, this, this is has great. Been great. Yeah. Thank you, Don, for sharing all this. I'm excited to, to check it out and, and learn more. It's oh, I'm great. totally, yeah. I'm, I'm changing my mindset. Nobody else in Milwaukee's got this yet. Yeah. We're going to learn it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Hell yeah. We will, we will learn a little bit more about our side hustles that way. And uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you coming on. And if other people right. have a side hustle, yes, uh, what, what, what can they do? Can well, they come here? Well, Jim, it's funny that you asked that sort of thing. Because, yes, if uh, if you do have a side hustle and you're interested in being a guest, you can do that. Just shoot us an email. Uh, it's over at hustlingsideways at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also give us that five-star rating. Five stars. Uh, because it's the only one that you can give us. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the rule. Correct. Right? We didn't make yep. the rules. It's just it's what it is. part of the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does help us. So, you know, subscribe and uh, give us a good rating and things like that. You can also find Hustling Sideways on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And Jim, keep on hustling. There we go. We'll see you next time.